Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today I am going to talk about the importance, the crucial importance, of not eating when the sun is down. In other words, only eating when the sun is out. Now, I've talked about intermittent fasting before and its benefits, and I never understood exactly uh, how to really do it, though, because I was doing it by just kind of staying, like, not eating all day and then at night just eating a huge meal and feeling absolutely full to the brim. And then I actually get hungry again at, like, later on in the night. And, like, I kind of eat, like, late into the night. And then during the day I wouldn't eat at all. And that shit is, like, actually really bad because you store a lot more of your food when you're eating it at night than you do when you eat it during the day. During the day you're active, you're getting around. So whatever you're eating, you're kind of, like, working off. But at night you're settling down. And so everything just kind of gets stored for the day. But by that time, it's already well on its way to becoming fat. So it's not really helpful for you for the day. So what you should do is when you wake up in the morning, eat like a high-protein breakfast, a pretty big breakfast, mostly eggs and stuff. Let that power you through the day and then Kind of eat what you want, like for lunch and dinner, as long as you eat before the sun goes down. Now, I understand you're going to have a dinner date here and there. You're going to have to eat sometimes when the sun is down. But just not that much longer, you know. I mean, if you have if you have one meal like at 7 p.m. or something like that, the sun's gone down, not the end of the world. But if you start eating again at like 10 p.m., it's just it, – that's all – Basically, like, all that meal, even if it's a fucking salad, is fat in your is going to become fat in your body. So you, so you can eat almost this, basically the same amount of calories and the same amount of things. As long as you're eating them at the right times, you're going to be much less affected by any weight gain that comes from eating food. If you eat all your food at night, it's 100% weight gain and not much energy. Now, I thought, hey, you could just counteract anything by just exercising. And I saw, like, I get to a gym and I really work myself. But still, like, if I'm not eating at the right time, if I'm not eating during the day, then I'm just, like, I'm not able to keep up with the fat storage of eating at night. Now, this is, becomes more pronounced the older you get as your body just starts to kind of settle in and, 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 not really growing, and so you're storing. So you have to be careful about when you eat. Now, I was being very, I was trying different diets. I tried, like, keto. And, yes, like, if you want to eat any time of the day and, like, stay relatively thin, then just don't eat any carbs. And carbs are really difficult to stay off of because, your body is just so drawn to them, especially if you just have, like, one little bite of one. It triggers the desire for more. And there's a certain extent of sense of deep deprivation if you never eat them, and that starts to weigh on your, on your brain. It also trains your body to store any kind of carbohydrates that it does take in. 
So then, like, if you do fall off the wagon of a keto diet, you gain weight very quickly because your body's not used to taking in carbohydrates and your body's so fiendish for them, it doesn't want to let them go and wants to convert them to fat and energy as fast as you possibly can. And so you become very susceptible to binge eating carbohydrates. So that's a problem. And you could end up like, if you know, if you do keto and then you fall off of it a number of times, you could end up getting fatter than if you never went on keto. So, you know, trying to maintain a keto lifestyle, if you're somebody who really loves food, it's not, it's not as easy as you think. And I think it's much easier to eat what the fuck you want within reason emphasizing protein, you know, whole foods and vegetables, but, like, never having to restrict that much and try to stay away from dessert and alcohol. I mean, it's just, like, stuff that's not really going to give you any nutrition. Hey, you're going to have a dessert now and then. There's nothing wrong with it. Again, during the day, during the sunlight hours. But it's not something that you should be having every day, and it's not – but, like I said, it's very – it has very little impact on you if you're just eating during the right time. And that's the one revelation of this lecture of fallen wisdom is that, you know, diets and like strict regimes of eating inevitably lead you to a yo-yo effect where you fall off the diet and then you end up like eating much, much even worse than you did before you got on the diet because you're so fiendish for it. You become, your body becomes like a junkie for food. And like by, by me trying just like different extreme diets, like all I did was kind of increase my food addiction quotient, which then made it all the much more harder to control the eating. But I found that like being hungry and having the, you know, the sun out, to me that's like much harder than being hungry and having the sun down. Because you're just like, hey, I can just, like, crash out, wake up when the sun comes up, and eat. So you can kind of wait it out through sleeping, whereas you can't really do that during the day unless you're, like, a nocturnal person. Now, there are people who are nocturnal. There are people who work at night, and I did that for a long time. And so what do you do then? Because most of the time, you you know, you're not sleep. You're not awake when the sun is uh, out. So how are you going to eat during that time? Well, you better figure out a way to do so. You better wake up and eat a big meal and then go back to sleep with the sun out. And uh, it's just do not, even if you're not um, up that much during the day, in that little window that you are up, and you are up generally for a few hours in the in the sunlight, use that as an opportunity to feast. I mean, that's the only thing you can really do because if you're like, even if you're working your overnight shift, now some might say, hey, you're active, you're, you're, you're working a shift, you're out and about, so therefore it's okay to eat and then just like fast during the day. The problem with that is it's just like the, the brain doesn't really understand that. The brain is like connected up with the sun. And if the brain doesn't sense the sun, then the brain is going to start storing food. It's something about the sunlight that tells the brain to burn the food instead of store the food. So when you do sleep and you're doing like a kind of shift work, you should black out the sun completely um, because your body 
you know, it wants to shift into sleep mode, that's fine. So you can get some good, good sleep. But then when you wake up, don't eat. Just fast until the morning. And then after you're done working, have a big breakfast in the sunlight, then go to sleep. And you might end up only eating like a meal a day, but it's better for you, especially if you're working those hours, because it's not worth to um, to eat during a night nighttime, even if you're wor- working during the nighttime, even if you're up. So that simple little principle, I mean, ideally you won't eat after, let's say, 7 p.m. And by the time the sun comes up, it's usually like 8 a.m., and you can push it another hour or so. The sun's fully up. And eat like a 9 a.m. big breakfast, and you're going to be setting yourself up for a very easy time. And that's the key. Is like that's something you can do for lifelong. And, like, yes, there are going to be exceptions. You're going to have to have a late dinner here and there when you're with friends. You have to compromise. But you'll notice that um, you will put on the weight <laughs> You will put on a pound or two by doing that. I mean, it's just a simple fact. So just be aware of it. Like night, and it's there's something about night binging that like you just don't binge as much during the day. And something about being, you know, in the dark, it just encourages you to do it because you're like all tired. And because of your tiredness, it makes you more hungry. Like it triggers your hunger mechanism because you're, you're, you, you, you feel like you need energy, but you really just need energy from sleep. Now, I've been, you know, pretty harsh on carbohydrates, simple carbs like empty food because I just, I didn't see the purpose of it. I didn't see why we had to have it. And I think I kind of understand it now. It's it's like, it's, it's a, it's a serotonin. It brings serotonin. It brings dopamine. Um, It gives you this sense of that everything's okay to have a little piece of bread or to have like a dessert or to have like, something that is a comfort food and it triggers to your mind like a sense of relaxation. So I can understand why people go to things and it's even called a comfort food. So it's important to have those things, to have have like a certain kind of satiety that comes with, you know, having those things and, and not depriving yourself of anything. And if you can do that and maintain a healthy weight and maintain a health, you know, just general health, then that's great. And the best way to do that is to stick within this very simple regime of just not, you know, when the sun goes down, just stop eating. Um, if you want to drink some black coffee sweetened with some, uh, you know, monk fruit or or stevia, like that's that's fine. You can sip that or some tea. But uh, other than that, you shouldn't really be taking in much. And alcohol, look, my, my, my personal opinion on alcohol is, like, it's, it's nice to have, like, a little loosener here and there. 
Uh, that's another like idea of just the quality of life. It, it's a pleasurable experience to be a little buzz. But it's not really like it's, it's and, and but it's not really that great for you, and it, and it actually has it's not good for you at all. But well, actually, it is. It's good for you in the sense of the enjoyment of life. But so so in that sense, like okay, so you're out at night, you're gonna have a drink or two. And is that considered eating? Not really. And if you're not eating at night and, and you and you do have a drink or two, you're going to just, it's going to affect you. It's going to go through you a lot easier. It's going to be processed a lot better than if you're trying to process it with food because alcohol interferes with the processing of food. So it's really not a good idea to, like, eat and have alcohol together. Although that's what most people do. They have a glass of wine with their meal. It's probably not a good idea to do that because it's it just your before your food can be processed and made into nutrients, your body has to deal with that alcohol first. So what is what does your body do with the food? The food kind of spoils waiting. It doesn't it's in your body, so it doesn't like spoil, spoil, but the point is not as effective as a nutrient, food in general, when you have alcohol coming in with it. So, you know, a good time to have a drink, a small a couple drinks, you know, two max, is when you're in the fasted state at night. You know, you're out and you're at a club or whatever like that. And also, you're better off to, like, you know, mingle with the women than if you were with, like, totally full after eating, like, this huge meal because you decided, you know, oh, I'm going to skip breakfast and lunch and only eat dinner, which is, like, that's what I've been doing. It really puts a damper on your social life because, like, at that, when you when you just load up your meal at the end there, it's, like, first of all, you eat oh, way too much, and then second of all, you're just, like, all you want to do is crash and then wake up and eat again. So, so just, just be mindful of the way that there is a uh, there's a tendency for people to do the complete opposite and everybody's eating later and later and thinking oh well as long as I don't eat all day long and then just eat at night like now you're basically just like guaranteeing that you're going to be putting on weight um, now in terms of immortality the more that you can kind of be in balance with the natural order of things the less friction you cause on your whole system you don't have to exercise willpower when you fit into a nice normal pattern that has suited our species for a very long time and our species is not it never really was accustomed to eating at night because at night you would attract all kinds of predators where you couldn't see them coming if you were to try to eat something at night. They would smell it, being much more keenly smelling than we are, and attack us. If we started eating some aromatic food when the sun was not up, we would be sort of defenseless to these predators, which can essentially see in the dark 
like a, a primal cat or a primal uh, giant lion. So we, as potential prey, never really ate at night until the modern age, until we invented electricity and we found ways to light up areas so that we wouldn't be um, we wouldn't be attacked. So we're naturally a species that runs during the day and eats during the day and fasts during the night. Hence why breakfast is called break fast. Um, and I think that there was a general principle of like, yes, you fast at night for various reasons. I don't think anyone really understood why. I mean, but I think it became sort of a practice so much so that it changed the name, that it created the name of the main meal of the day. And, you know, the idea is we've always heard that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And a lot of people now, you know, the, the, the trend is to say, no, breakfast is not. Breakfast should be skipped. And we should do, like, time-restricted eating in the later part of the day. That just couldn't be further from the natural order of things. Now, another thing that uh, I've found that needs to be implemented in one's life is exercise. I think, generally speaking, like, there's nothing that's going to prolong your life and, and, and keep you young than tearing your muscles so that they build up again and building muscle and, like, pushing yourself exercise-wise. Not in a way that, like, puts stress on your body. Like, when you're doing, like, like, you shouldn't really be, like, sprinting or running or doing really hard jogging. You should be essentially just moving, walking, like, at least 20,000 steps a day. Like, they have now these, uh, these really mini treadmills you can buy for, like, two, $300. Like, they're really small. I mean, you can carry them places they're so small and you just throw them on the floor and you can even like prop them up a little bit and so it gives you a little bit of a uphill walk and you can just get right on those inside your own apartment or house and very quickly do 20,000 steps and maybe it takes about an hour to do 10,000 two hours to do 20 so it's doable so I think that uh Actually, it takes about an hour. You know, if you go pretty briskly, it'll just take you to do 10,000 steps. It'll take you about an hour on a treadmill. But but those that's important. And then also just, like, weight training, like building your upper body, lower body, like building your muscles because your muscles are the cushion of immortality. Like, if you're scrawny and you don't have muscle, like, you are, you have a very thin line between you and the rest of the world. Like muscle is, you know, the reason you build muscle is so like, let's just say you do become incapacitated, you can live on that muscle much longer than you live on fat. Fat you can live on too, but muscle is there to, as like a, a, is the true cushion of life. And the more you can build, the more cushion you'll have later in life. And it it, it is the 
fountain of youth when it comes, I mean, it's even more important than what you eat. Like, you could eat, like, McDonald's all day as long as you were exercising. You would, if you were exercising, you would use the nutrients from the McDonald's much differently than the person that is not exercising. So it's like your body, when, when you're in an exercise mode, is like utilizing the best parts of the food. When your body is not in exercise mode, it's utilizing the worst part of the food to store more fat. So get into a regular um, routine. Um, you know, I've, I've joined tons of gyms, and I just, like, I don't necessarily, like, go just because I have a membership. You know, it's kind of like, oh, well, why am I going? When? But it just try to be religious about it. Just go. Just, like, the habit you should try to cultivate is not what you do in the gym. It's just walking into the gym with your gym clothes on. That should be the habit. Even if you walk right out because you're not feeling it that day, just force yourself to walk in every day. And you could just tell yourself, all I have to do is walk in. I can walk right out. And guess what? It'll be very rare that you will walk out, but you might, you know, you might. And also the one push-up a day, just do one push-up a day. If that's all you have time for, that's fine. Just get it in. And believe me, you'll do more than one push-up. This comes from a really good book called Atomic Habits that you should read because it's like this certain power that you can have over your body by just proposing the smallest of goals. And you kind of commandeer your body to go further. And your body needs small goals to be forced through willpower to do things. And willpower, it takes a lot. If you're saying, oh, I'm going to do 50 push-ups a day, you're going to skip a lot of those days just because you're like, I just can't do it today. But one one push-up, you can do it. So it's the same thing about the gym. It's just like just your habit is I walk into the gym with my gym clothes on. Do that every day. And it's like, oh, do you go to the gym every day? No. I just walk into the gym every day. So see if you can get that going. See if you, and, and ter, and, and in terms of walking now, like I just said, oh, shit, you got to do 20,000 steps. Whatever, man. Like, you're, you know, that's the, that's the pinnacle. But, like, your goal should be, like, I'm just going to walk on a treadmill for a minute. Um, just say, like, that's, that's my real goal, like a minute on the treadmill, or five minutes on the treadmill. And then, you know, if you feel like you go a little longer. And you'll be surprised how long you go just when you, you, you just make the first effort and your body just kind of takes over and you don't have to think, you don't have to exercise willpower anymore. So the trick is to outsmart your body and to use willpower in a way that is effective because you're asking very little of your body. One pull-up. Uh, one push-up, one sit-up. That's your routine. And you'll end up doing like 50 of each out of sheer just because you're down there. Might as well do them. And you'll feel great. So those are key parts there. Also uh, sleeping. Um, you know, be like, oh, I need to sleep. I need to sleep like fucking four hours or a whole night. But you, you know, you, you're putting it off and you're putting it off because you have things to do. They say, oh, I'll sleep 20 minutes. 
And guess what? You'll sleep a lot longer and you'll feel a lot more rested. So just just set these small, healthy goals for yourself Bear, and, and go with the flow of your body. Try not to fight too much with your body. And I think you'll end up seeing how how easy life becomes and how you start to enter in the bliss state, which is what we're after here, here at Lectures of Fallen Wisdom Headquarters. This is Mike Trojan signing off.